Blog Talk Radio. Gazette online, and this is the TS Radio Network. I hope everybody had great holidays. I know we did. Lots of family gatherings, and quite frankly, nobody paid attention to a limit of 10 people. We got 10 people in one family. Stop. Um, we had a good time. We truly did. Nobody is sick. Uh, I don't know what it's going to take for people to understand you're being had, but power to you. You want to believe in this? Do it. Um, I I don't know what to what to do. We're waiting for. Uh, I think that is Peggy there. I'm not sure. Wait a minute. Hang on. We're having trouble getting our lines hooked up tonight. Uh, who's this? Boy, things are running slow. Hi, this is Marty. Area code eight two eight. Hey Marty, this is Peggy. All right, we're on track. And we're yeah, and I'm to on too. Peggy back. Yeah, yeah. The cause is with us. So I was going to get you cause. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's like a spoiled child. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we've got a lot to talk about tonight, and I'm going to let you girls pretty much take it. I'm kind of under the weather. I got COVID. No, I don't. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to let you girls, and I'll be chipping in. Don't think I'm going to sit here quiet. But we're going to talk about several things that Peggy has uncovered in Florida, and I think we need to keep an eye on it because I'm seeing similar efforts across the country, most especially Tennessee, Minnesota, other states are trying to bring this in also. Uh, Preceding all of this is the Uniform Commercial Law. Now, understand what the commercial code is. You have no rights. You have no constitutional protections. You have only the rules set for you under the commercial code. And so the the last thing you want is a uniform commercial law. The key word there is commercial. Look all this up. Please do your own research. Um, And if I'm wrong, you jump right on here and you tell me I'm wrong. Anyway, and I've always been waiting for that phone call. I've never gotten it. But anyway, um, we we have got uh, right now one of the, I think the most astonishing things is the Florida Bar Association is petitioning the Florida legislature to conceal Florida guardianships. Now you might ask yourself, now why in the world would they want to do that, and what does that entail? It means that they can stash your elderly loved one in another state or your guardianized child or whoever, and they don't have to tell you where that person is at. You can't see any of the files, no no medical, no financial, nothing. Even the targeted victim cannot see those things. Only the guardian and the attorneys and the probate judge can see all that stuff. So you basically are a prisoner. 
and like we didn't know that. Peggy will also be talking about Florida Legislative Bill 949 and how to properly process reporting the crimes, the jurisdiction filing your complaint, pros and cons not filing complaints with the Judicial Qualifications Commission and the Florida Bar Association. There's a lot of information that's going to come out tonight, so please get a paper and a pencil. And, of course, these shows are always available in archives, so you can go back, listen, stop it, make your notes, and move on. Anyway, with all that said, real quick, Cos, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm still at the bakery just good. closing up here. So, yeah, yeah I, I missed, every... <laughs> yeah, I missed everybody over I got... the holidays. Yeah. Well, we all yeah. needed a, a break. Everybody did. Yes. So... I'm just, let's pick up and get going. Peggy, you wanted to start with the Florida Bar Association petitioning the Florida legislature. So why don't we start there? Everybody knows who you are, so we don't have to go through all of that. Okay. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, I want to go over the Florida uh, the Florida Bar Association. What they're doing now is so many people, Marty, for the last three years has been recognizing this is racketeering. These are not programs. They claim they're programs, but they're owned by the state. They mislead the public, and it's, it's, they, they falsify. They make you think that you're petitioning to be, do like a power of attorney over your loved ones when actually you're giving all your rights of that person and real estate bank account to the state, which they will own once you petition. And once they go through the examining committee, the state owns that person. You will not get that person back. And when they die, you will not no, be notified when that person dies. And they will – I don't even know if they'll give you the, um, the ashes. It's all going to be under seal. So what the Florida Bar is doing, since they, the attorneys are getting in so much trouble, Marty, with falsifying documents, misrepresenting the clients and the wards and not protecting the wards' rights. So they have been under fire with the governor, Ron DeSantos, Senator Kathleen Pasadona in Naples, Florida, is under fire with so hundreds of complaints that have been filed with her office, and she has not once had a meeting with any of the victims over the complaint wow. to try to resolve the issues there. So it's a really uh, a hot pocket. Stay away from Collier County, Florida. Uh, you will not get any kind of results there. Uh, the Governor Ron wow. Santos, we have tried many times to make an appointment with this gentleman, to go over what is really going on in these fraudulent guardianships to let them know they're acting like these are programs. These are not programs. These are these are unconstitutional, uh, owned by the state. The governor, Ron DeSando, and each governor in each state owns a bond, Marty, and that bond yes. carries uh, so much money on it. They get they get millions of dollars of federal fund each year, depending on what these judges tell Governor Ron DeSanto. Of okay, I got. Let's say I got a thousand guardian awards. I need a, so much money. So then he sets aside, contacts the federal uh, tre- treasury, and says, "I need so much money to cover all these bonds." So he holds the bonds at the governor's office. So you know that's ownership of yeah. that person. So you know that's one of the reasons why they need to conceal these because what has happened is. These people, elderly especially, but there's also youth I want to talk about that's happening too. These elderly are being over-medicated, and the youth too, uh, children, young adults, 
you don't have to be disabled to, to be guardianized. They get put in these guardianships. They get overdosed. They go in cardiac arrest. Well, since they don't want the families to sue the state, what they're doing is they're concealing the death, so they're cremating the bodies so you can't do the autopsies on these victims, okay? So the state won't have liabilities of the wrongdoing. And under this bill, uh, the Florida Legislation Guardianship Bill 9-4, um, please read it, everybody. Everything I tell you, I've done research, I found the facts, please read it yourself. It states that the professional guardian has rights to petition a judge to, to cremate that body, okay? And they can do whatever they want to do with the body. It doesn't have to go back to the families or anything like that. That's very dangerous, I think. And so the Florida Bar yes, Association is, is getting with this. It enters, Everything works as a system, Marty, what they're doing. These are very professional people. They know what they're doing. They, they do like a forensic analyst on each victim that files a complaint with their office. And what they do is they try to come up with a way to make sure that no more lawsuits can be filed against them. So since they started getting so many lawsuits where families were discovering the state caused their family members to die under uh, negligence, they did this bill, and Senator Kathleen Pasadona is the one endorsed it, this Bill 949, and in it she wrote that any professional guardian that petitions the court and the judge signs it, they can uh, cremate the body. So what the Florida Bar Association is wanting to do is because now that's public record, okay? Right now that's public record. So they need to close that so you can't really see what the insiders are doing to our loved ones. So the Florida Bar coming in 2021, in January through March, the Florida legislation will adjourn, uh, come in, excuse me, and they want to petition the legislation to file a bill. They're trying to get a senator to endorse it right now to make sure the Florida guardianships are concealed, just like South Carolina did. They concealed it because so many people were finding out their loved ones were being murdered in these guardianships, so they concealed it from the public. So you have no idea how much millions of dollars are being funded through South Carolina and how many victims are there because only a judge can see the records now, only um, a professional guardian uh, let's see, the attorneys, the judges, the professional guardian is the only ones that can see the record. And a person like me petitioning for uh, a family member that's in a guardianship, I can never see those records. I can't see what they've done to my, my child or anything, or a, a mother or a father. You won't be able to see those records. Now, how can you file a pill? You can't file a pill. You're dead in the water. You can't go nowhere. What they're doing is protecting the state employees from their wrong misconduct, and there's no remedies, which is violating the Constitution, due process. So, you know, what I would say, go ahead. The thing is, everything is done. This is why they're going into this commercial code and everything else is to get away from that Constitution. So you can't charge them with violation of constitutional rights because you're under a different set of laws. You're not under the common law. And, they did yes. that about and so, three years ago in the state yeah. of Florida. The federal government uh, allowed them, uh, one senator, I can't recall which one did it. I'll have to look it up. They did a petition. They rolled three amendments, Marty, into one, and now they let the judges decide what is constitutional. 
Uh, you, they don't have to follow don't federal you. constitution guidelines anymore in the state of Florida. It's up to the judge to the, decide with their own opinion, which is very dangerous. Yes. Because oh. most of them couldn't you know fight their way out of a box. But the the attorney, the legislator you're talking about is Pasadomo. Um, I think we talked, there was a bill here three or four years ago uh, that she sponsored. That it was supposed to be the answer, the be-all, end-all to this terrible guardianship system. And I went through it, and all this bill did was set up an agency inside the probate courts that had to, must, underline bold, must be headed by a member of the Bar Association, and which meant you could never get out of probate because you couldn't get past this agency. And then I saw well, me- a couple weeks later several advocates standing up behind this senator grinning like a bunch of lame ducks while she signed this bill into law. And I thought, can oh, you people goodness. not? Yeah. And what, wow. what, is, anyway, so sad, what is so sad is yeah. the, the taxpayers pay her to do her job is to protect them, to protect them from fraud, and to protect their constitution. And Kathleen Pastona disregards federal constitution rights. You know, I try to yes. talk to her personally about it, and she has refused to acknowledge there's anything wrong with these Florida guardianships. It's very dangerous. I hope and pray that they vote her out because she does not represent Collier County, Florida citizens. Right. You know what I think would be a good idea, and we try. I mean, we tried to do it in Pennsylvania. Is um, once someone's running against her, just hand this stuff over to the person running against her because you know. They could. Tr- they love trashing each other, and wouldn't this be the perfect thing to trash? Like, hey, she's helping to murder, you know, all the residents, and wow. How, I mean, once that comes out, who's going to vote for her? And the other thing that I was thinking, you know, on the cremation of bodies. So they tried to do that with Harvey, and we did have a good attorney at the time working for us out of Pennsylvania, and they went and so Harvey was a Buddhist, and in Buddhism, you're they believe that you're soul is still in your body for up to eight days after you died and so to have to cremate him right away like that was going to be against his religious right so we actually using that were able to fight that off wow well that's very good but in the state of florida these judges and attorneys do not follow federal and state laws themselves so this is the main problem we're having the judicial system Mm -hmm. in the state of florida is broken and it needs an overhaul. And I'm hoping that I'm not a Democrat, but Joe Biden does something to do this. He claims he's going to uh, help the people. Let's see if he keeps his word about that. Um, no, he's not going <laughs> to. Well, no, I, only I mean, party. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, he's, just, he's just not going to do anything, um, whatever hopes but we might have had careful, for him. Marty, you know. Because if you make comments, they think you're a terrorist. And when you're trying to do everything legally by the books and stuff, they write you off. And this is what's happened. I don't condone violence, number one. But what has happened right. in this country is there's so many people, blacks, Spanish, uh, Jews, uh, Indians, whites, every nationality is being killed. But law enforcement, not every law enforcement is bad, but they have a lot of corruption. And a lot of that corruption stems straight to the judges. Because the judges yes. have, have gotten so corrupted, this is the problem. There's no oversight. And when you file, I'll get in detail about the bar and the judicial in a little bit. There's no oversight. 
You're asking the same identity to investigate these judges, which you know they're not going to do that. There's no recourse for victims out there. That's right. why so many people are starting to get violent because they're fed up with the system. It's yes. like these judges are their own little dictator, and they're running their own little dictatorship, yeah. and they just – they no law, laws. It's just whatever they feel like stating. Well, that's what's happened. You get these senators uh, that will do uh, sneaky things, and they write these bills up, and they roll all these amendments into one, and then they pass these laws that the public don't really educate themselves or don't know or don't read what they're uh, voting for. I don't know what it is. And then they pass it, and then these judges are allowed to do this stuff. So you can't go and say, well, the judges didn't follow the law because – uh, these senators made sure it was in the amendments. It's the voters that need to educate themselves to read from the beginning to the end what is really being said before you vote on anything. I think well, the, the average person doesn't. About... Oh, go ahead, Cass. I was oh, I was going to say I feel like the average person just doesn't care, and until something wrong happens to them. They're just going to let them write these bills, and they just—I I mean, they just don't care. And that's I agree the thing. With that. How do you get the average well, person to even care? I mean, how many people and how many families does this have to affect before anyone cares? Yeah, I believe. Well, with the, I've been doing data, within two to four years, every baby boomer in the state of Florida will be owned by the state of Florida. Through these guardian shows, people better start waking up. It's getting it's getting mm-hmm. to the point where once you're in it, it's getting like Hitler. I hate to talk about past history, but look at how he did his people. Look what our government is doing to us. They say these guardianships are programs. How can you say they're programs when the state has custody of your loved ones and you they they never are returned to you? They take your homes, your bank accounts, the person. They die in their care. This is not programs. Programs is where you can, you know, apply for a program and exit out if you're not happy with a program. These are not programs. These are unconstitutional yeah. ownership. Yeah. Jeez. It just, then, uh, yeah. Well, what you were talking about on these bills was an omnibus bill, and they intentionally stall out a whole bunch of stuff till the last part of the year. And then they say, you know, in order to, to close so we can go home, we pass this omnibus bill. Now, what an omnibus bill is, that's where they take everything that they didn't get done and throw it into one bill. And God knows you have no idea, and neither do they, of what all's in there. And what they generally do with omnibus bills is they stash laws and amendments in there that um, – what do I want to say, uh, have no bearing on anything and couldn't pass as a standalone bill. But they are, so they stuff them in these omnibus bills, and the omnibus bill will have one or two really important things that we supposedly need. So they had to pass the omnibus bill, and these are full of pork barrel spending, a wish list of stuff they want to get, favors returned. It's just disgusting. And so when you see omnibus bill go through that thing now, you might find it hard because the average omnibus bill is three to six thousand pages long. Who in the hell read that? They Nobody. make it like that so people won't read it, so they can get it passed through. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Go ahead. And also with this, go ahead. Also with this Florida Bar Association, what they're doing is they want the 
the, the legislation to sign this, this new law so the attorneys cannot ever be sued in the state, no liabilities. Like, say, if they, if they go in there and they know they're lying and they do false documentations, they want to make sure they don't get sued. They're in, they're, they, yeah. uh, their law, inform, uh, law um, office, excuse me, don't get sued. It's so scary what is happening. And these senators should say, wait a second, we get paid by the taxpayer. We're supposed to represent them, not the criminals. Yeah. Well, that ended a long time ago. Um, it's basically... Our House and Senate has become just a, a place to assume power and and collect money. And how many of our representatives and not, uh, senators came into office basically just your run-of-the-mill income, and within a few years they're multimillionaires. Where do you suppose that came from? And it, it comes from, from selling us selling, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. When you start seeing yep. – the guardianship uh, probate uh, secretaries driving, uh, living in million 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 dollar. Well, I can't even talk today. I'm so tongue tied with all this stuff. Million dollar homes and and uh, Jaguar cars. It's, now, how can a person on minimum wage have that kind of stuff, Marty? They can't. They're mm-hmm. stealing. Right. Well, and the idea that someone could come in as a guardian and make themselves the assigned payee on any Social Security, VA, um, you know, anything, railroad retirement, and take your money. And they can create all these fraudulent accounts. And even when they get caught, um, you know, it's like, well, we didn't mean to. And they move on. And But the auditing is rarely ever done. And, uh, no, and you know, the thing too, Peggy, in the few instances where somebody has gotten nailed for this stuff, did you notice that even in their prosecution, in their uh, you know end of the the court session, they're never required to pay restitution? There's no. That's right. Yeah. They're, they're never required. Marty. They what? I found they a never lot of civil seemed... rights. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I was saying they never seem to go after the judge either. Like, I think about, like, April Parks and Rebecca Furley. The judge enabled mm-hmm. them to do all that. Yes. Yes. Everything pivots around that judge. Yes. None of it works unless they're cooperating. I and, want to uh, talk a little bit about... leader of the oh, ring. Go ahead. I want to talk a little bit about the pros and cons of not filing a complaint against the Florida Judicial Qualification Commission and the Florida Bar. And I'll go into details and tell you why not to do that at first. Uh, A lot of people, I've done that too. Big mistake. I'm learning and I'm making notes. I make mistakes and learn this is not what you do. Okay. Uh, The first process normally what a victim will do automatically is they'll go file a police report. Okay. You want to file a police report, uh, but what you don't want to do, never, ever go, don't have anyone take you to the FBI, okay? That is the last place you want to go, and let me tell you why you don't want to go there. Uh, each agency can do a whistleblower on different agencies. So when you go in there and you pro- provide a complaint to an FBI agent and you show them all the federal crimes that were committed, now, the agent will tell you, well, because you, you, you'll say, well, I want a receipt. They'll say, I'm not going to give you a receipt, and then I'm not going to give you the evidence. Well, then they turn around, 
and they try to manipulate you, and they'll say, well, just write me a short synopsis of dates and times things happen, and then send it to me. Well, if you're a victim and you're distraught, you're going to do that because you're thinking, this is the FBI, they're going to protect my family and me, and they're going to help me. You're going to provide that evidence to them. Now, what happens with that evidence is it's foolish at that point. Say you haven't had time to, to retain a, law, a criminal defense lawyer to represent your case, so you go to the FBI. So they take that information, Marty, and what they do is they do a whistleblower on that. So that agency and that supervisor, they make money off of your injuries and pain and suffering. They never do indictments, and it's sealed. It's a whistleblower. Nobody knows they're doing this, okay? Okay. And you don't want to do that. Uh, if you have somebody, advocate, that wants to take you to the FBI, say no. Peggy said do not do that. I've done that. Trust me. Yep. That's the worst mistake you can make, okay? You don't want to go to the FBI. What you want to do is you take your evidence. You don't share your evidence with anyone. You don't provide your evidence with anyone unless you sign a retainment uh, with a law firm stating they're going to represent you, okay? That, that evidence, you keep that evidence. You don't give it to the attorney until the day he takes you to the district attorney's office. You serve them, process server, it goes by the share, uh, process server, you serve them, you make an appointment with your district attorney's office, and you tell them, you give them within seven days, because they only actually have 15 days to investigate your claim. So it's really important to pay attention to your statute of limitations. When you file, now remember, we go on business days. Saturday and Sunday is not included. Monday through Friday is what you count for the 15 days, okay? So you take your 15 days. You want to get in that district attorney's office within that seven days period to let him see the evidence. He'll give you a receipt. You want to encourage him with your attorney. If you don't have an attorney, you go ahead, but keep trying to get an attorney. You go to district attorneys, and I advise you to go in groups. It's better to find multiple victims and go in to push the DA to go to the state prosecutor and get media attention. That's going to be your uh, – that's what's going to help you get indictments because a prosecutor does not have to prosecute any cases they don't want to. It's very disturbing, but it's true. A prosecutor will decide which case he'll take and which case he won't take. So that's why you need the media, and that's why you need a group of other victims to keep pushing. Get it out there. You went to the DA. You're trying to get the prosecutor to indict federal crimes these public officials are doing. You know, you've got to get it out there so it puts the pressure on the state prosecutor. And then what you want to do after that 15 days and after you provided them with your evidence, uh, you make sure you put litigation hold on it and preserve evidence. What that is doing, Marty, if the DA and the prosecutor will not prosecute that case, then you, you preserve the evidence and it's not spooled, so you can use that for discovery. And they're not allowed to be giving it to the defendants. It's supposed to be an internal investigation. You make sure you put that on mm -hmm. your complaint that they do not do that because you can't spool it if you put litigation hold, preserve evidence, okay? I'm not a lawyer. I just did legal research. Please do your own research, okay? I'm just out there. I'm just a, a, a – I do my own research. So yep. you want to make sure after you – you want to make sure after you do all that, then you want to make sure you file it in the proper jurisdiction, okay? Say you're – say uh, you're – you the crimes happen. It depends. I want to get into the Florida claim bill too a little bit, Marty. I know I didn't mention it too, okay. but it's important that I talk about that. So what you do okay. is, if you know the place is so corrupted, okay, 
and you know you can't get remedies, what you do is you write to the Justice Department and you put a statue on there stating that you can be in any United States District Court, okay? You file a notice with the Florida Claim Bill. Uh, they have different claim bills. You have to find out what your statute is. I only know what the state of Florida is. I apologize, but that's the only state I've been studying, and that's statute 768.28. So you file a uh, notice in the uh, newspaper, uh, newspaper for 30 days, and then you have to give it a notice to the judge. You write a proposed order, and then you write a uh, a petition stating that you want it posted in the courts. Now, it doesn't have to go in your files. Because uh, a lot of times what these judges will do is they put that vexatious litigant on you, which they did me, and, and I'm not even in their jurisdiction to do that. They had no authority to do that because when they find somebody is a smart, intelligent, and they are scared of them, they put that on there so you can't do any filings. But you've got to learn to work around these criminals, okay, folks? So you have to put, uh, with your p- proposed order, a petition for notice to the courts. You see what I'm saying? So you gave them notice okay. what you're doing, and the, and you satisfied the Florida laws, okay, of the 768.28. So they can't say well, you didn't give them notice because you got a certified copy where you served it. Always send it certified copy when you're dealing with the government because they will say, oh, I didn't receive that. Well, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, you did receive that. Here is my publication. Here is my notice, and here is my certified copy where I sent it to you, Okay. So you take that, you hold on to that, Marty. That's that's down yeah. the road, okay? Now you go back to your complaint. Now, if you're a victim and you know there's public corruption in that local district court and you know you're not going to get any judge to do their job correctly, then you take it to the state you live in and follow it in your jurisdiction and you state that. They have different, uh, different uh, statutes on there. You send it to the Justice Department that I want this case heard in this jurisdiction, and you give a reason why. Public corruption. You put it down. As simple as that, folks. I'm going to start getting out little memos very shortly here, Marty. Send it to you uh, so you can start posting. People can start uh, learning how to do this stuff, and they need to start learning how to do legal research, too. It's not difficult, folks. It's very easy once you get involved in it. I have a huge question. So, I mean, I live in Wisconsin, and our – our issue happened in Pennsylvania. I could have filed everything in Wisconsin to go after them. Yes. You think? But oh yes. My God. But, you, but really? you have to you have to have codes to the Justice Department and you have to state you wanna have it in this you you wanna have it in this United States District Court and you have to give a reason why. Because of public corruption. The judges are corrupted, they will not do their job. And you have to provide evidence of that. So the Justice Department will grant it. It all goes to the U.S. Justice Department, okay? So you wait for them to grant that. And if they have it granted, within, you file your lawsuit. A lot of times they'll say wrong uh, jurisdiction. If you're a resident of that state and you're a victim in the other state, you put your jurisdiction and you put your venue and you put the reason why. Uh, I'll, I'll be sending some jurisdictions to Marty. Next next time we do a show, okay. I'll be giving you those jurisdictions, okay? They're all okay. federal. It all applies for all states, okay? It's not just Florida. It's all stif- it's all the same states. So you take that wow. and you and you do that. But what you want to do is, um, before you do your complaint, I'll start showing you how to do a memorandum. It's a prosecution memorandum and it's a pre-file indictment that you're going to have to file that with the Justice Department. 
You give them so many days, you have to serve it to them. You can't send it by certified. You have to serve it to the Justice Department, and you have to send it to the criminal, uh, the FBI, the Special Crimes Unit up there, okay, in Washington, D.C. It has to go there. You have to give them so many days to, you know, you tell them what's happened. You give them a little bit of evidence, but you don't give them too much evidence, folks. And you put preserve evidence so they can't destroy your case. But anybody can be paid off. That's the scary part about these kind of cases here. But you just have to be careful. Put litigation hold on it. That protects you. Don't ever forget that word, litigation hold, please. And you give it to the Justice Department Crimes Unit. You call them every single day until they start communicating with you. doesn't matter. I call every single day, folks. They will get sick and tired of you, and they will start talking to you. And then you file it in the state you live in because they know and you know the corruption is so bad you have to file it in the state you lived in. So you file it in the state. So that's, that gives you a little bit of a 50-50 chance of winning your case then, you know what I'm saying? And the yeah. other 50 is you've got to know how to argue. So I recommend you start learning how to argue. Start learning how to pick your jury, your expert juries. You have to learn how to do your jury. Your discovery, your experts, uh, it's not hard at all. You just have to learn to do this. And the, the and, uh, motion to dismiss, automatically you must make sure you state a claim in your complaint. If you don't state a claim in your complaint, your case will be dismissed. So you want to make sure, because that criminal defense attorney, that's the first thing he looks for, did they state a claim? If they did, he files a motion to dismiss. The judge grants it, and guess what? You're out. Don't ever forget that. So you want to wow. make sure you put state of claim in your uh, allegations. And you must make sure, depending on what type of uh, lawsuit you're filing, you have to have standing. So you're going to have to do a little bit of research on what you're filing. Like if you do a tort, negligence, or RICO, uh, we'll talk about RICO, okay, because I really have studied that. So what you want to do is you want to make sure – that you have standing and your allegations and but for, you have to have causation and you have to have predicate acts and you have to show how these predicate acts ended up causing racketeering and how they ended up doing continuancy to have standing in your complaint. And it's very lengthy. It's like A, A, B, C, D. It's 1962A, 1962B, 1962C, and 1962D. What the A is is requiring uh, the income, how they're how they're establishing the income. The B is how they are acquiring the uh, organization, the enterprise, I call it. And C is conspiring, and D is violating A, B, and C. Okay, so you learn how. Okay, you just learn what you're filing. If it's a personal injury case, you learn what standing is. You research what. How can I have standing in my complaint in order for this? defense attorney not to dismiss my claim and then you got to learn how to argue you want to make sure that when you first enter the uh, the courtroom that you tell the judge he's not allowed to talk to the jury about certain things depending on what kind of uh, case it is because if you don't instruct the judge not to say anything he could say something to the jury and it will dismiss your case the criminal defense is going to wish like hell, you don't know what you're doing, and he'll have you out of that courtroom within five minutes. He'll eat you alive if you don't pay attention to what he's doing. So you want to make sure you have your conference call first. 
uh, you file your complaint, you start having your conference call and management meetings and stuff, it's called, and then what they'll do is try to uh, start, you want to, what you want to do is you want to bait this out of court. You know, you want to make sure you put that in your complaint. You want to make sure that you also amend your complaint You put that you want to amend. There's federal rules that you have to put in there because the judge does not have the judge does not have to allow you to amend your complaint. You have to put that federal statute, and, and that's a courtesy call to the judge. Once he sees that you're professional, courteous, and you're following the laws and procedures, he'll work with you more. And that criminal offense lawyer will not love you. He's going to hate you, so he's going to want to settle outside of court with you because he's going to know that you're not going to be easy to beat in court. I mean, I could go all day about it, but we need to start lining up things and you need to start educating people how to do proper things and how to study and how to research to confirm everything I'm saying they can find for themselves and see Peggy was right about this, okay? I always tell people... Everything's correct. I double check everything before I even do it myself to make sure. I do everything myself and try it first, folks, before I tell you guys. So I've already tried right. all this stuff. Amazing. Okay, I have a fun question. So okay. I mean, we're I'm in the victim, you know, Montgomery County Oddholes and stuff. So we have um, the, uh, paperwork for about 200 victims. So. And I know uh, probably I have personal relationship with about 10% of those. So not everyone lives in Pennsylvania. So how, how amazing or could it be powerful if I round up a bunch of people who live in a whole bunch of different states and we all filed stuff on the same day in all the different states? Would that, would that be a cool thing to do? That would be so difficult. I don't think it's realistic. It I'll tell you why I don't. Okay. okay. This okay. is the problem. A lot of people don't understand that you have to go to your DA jurisdiction. They have to live in that jurisdiction, okay? They have to mm-hmm. first go to DA, first file it with them. They have to do certain things. A lot of people will not do it, I'm telling you. Uh, and out of state, you have to be in your own jurisdiction. Uh, mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. You want to do like a group, file at the same time individual. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, in yeah. different states because there's so many people in different states. Yeah, I mean, they could do that, but it's not really going to make a difference because the Justice Department will go out. 90% of claims gets thrown out through the Justice Department. Only 10% make it through the Justice Department because of the things I'm telling you, these people didn't do. And they hate me up at the Justice Department, but I have plans to teach every single person I can get hold of so they don't fail because, you know, I'm very upset at what happened in my case. I can't go into detail, but I have, I stay up 18, 19 hours studying. But I want to share my knowledge so other victims will not get frustrated, will not give up, and they'll learn how to do things the correct way. And if they do have an attorney, they will know that when the attorney is taking advantage of them, of them or not. The key is to educate yourself because no attorney wants to take my case. You know why? They say, well, you know too much. Well, that should be a plus, don't you think? They don't like me. They don't want to be around me because they know that if they make any little mistake, I'm going to catch them and call them out on it. They don't like that because when you have cases and they know it's a winning case, they know that the other side could pay them off to, to you know, to dismiss your case. Uh, uh, your attorney could go up there, act like he's representing you, but if he does not do the introduction correctly, 
He does not plead it correctly. He does not write the complaint with standing correctly. A lot of people don't understand if the complaint doesn't have standing in it, your case is dead in the water. So you might have spent $100,000 to pay a licensed attorney to write the complaint, and he, he knows how to write these complaints, and he dismissed it because he didn't write the standing. He knew he had to put it in it, but he didn't. So that's, you lost $100,000, and you'll never know it because you didn't know how to – you didn't educate yourself. You know what I'm saying? You wow. have to mm-hmm. know what has yes. to go inside these complaints in order to, to protect your family and yourself because these attorneys, they, they take 90% and they throw them, intentionally throw them. I have spent so much, hundreds of thousands of dollars on lawyers, and they have thrown my case, but I weren't. I've saved my case, but it took a lot of, like, getting in that ocean. Either you learn to swim, Peggy, or you're going to drown. You better learn what you're doing because these people are not going to represent you. It's so sad that these attorneys are licensed. They should be disbarred. We should have federal laws that if an attorney just gets a case dismissed because they didn't put standing, they should never be able to practice law in any states because they are trained to write complaints. And they should give you your money back. Exactly. You should be able to give you your money back. Wow. Wow. One of the girls, girls, yeah. I, girls, I have to step away here for a minute. Keep rolling. Okay. okay. One of the re- okay. One of the reasons you don't want to go to the judicial qualification is because, okay, if you're writing this complaint and you know this judge and these magistrates are violating the state laws and their misconducts yeah. and not following the rules, you don't want to file a complaint against them. Not yet. What you want to do is write it write all the misconducts and all the rules and all the violations they did and their kickbacks in this prosecution memorandums and you send it to the D, uh, the DOJ. You Because people make mistakes, they get frustrated, they go through the proper process. You can't do mm-hmm. that because then you can't use that evidence because now that judge and that qualification, they have the evidence. And what they'll do, it's a, a good old voice system, they contact that judge in that county and say, hey, look, this person just did a complaint, and they got a valid uh, complaint. We're going to have to disbar you. We can't let that happen. So, you know what I'm saying? And then your mm-hmm. case is over with, so you can't file a lawsuit. You have to decide, folks, am I filing a lawsuit or am I going after the judicial qualification? They're going to get by with it, folks. Unless you live out of state like I do, they have immunity. You can't get away from them, okay? They're going to get out of it. It doesn't matter if they killed your loved ones. They have immunity. They're not going to get arrested for that. It's sickening. So you don't yeah. want to file with a judicial qualification. You don't want to give evidence. What you want to do is hold that evidence against them because what happens, it never makes it to the governor's death. What happens is these judges, when they know they've committed a federal crime, they retire from the system, and they, get, and they turn around, they take that money, of all the criminal activities they made out of that, and they cash out because the reason they do that is they got to retire because if they retire the uh, the FBI, they can't see the the income because they retired and got out because there's if they're under a state uh, employee, they will seize their uh, retirement and they'll never get it. So that's why you see so many judges retiring now is because 
They knew they committed these criminal acts, and they have to save themselves because if they go to prison, they want their loved ones to get their money. So they hurry and retire. The governor, they write to the governor, and they tell them, they give the notice to the governor, I'm retiring. And he sends them a letter uh, back granting it. So then they release those uh, retirement funds to them, knowing that you've already wrote letters to the governor, and he's ignoring you. He's not going to answer right. it because as long as he does not have to uh, have meetings with you, then he can uh, say, well, I didn't know that was going on. That's how they're getting by with this. Oh, if I would have only known that, I would have never allowed that to happen. Mm-hmm. Hang on one second. Wow. Get, get something to drink. Wow. So that's probably why Judge Ott retired when we put the heat on him. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. it goes for the, it goes, go ahead. Well, we still had three more years on his term and we ended up writing to now in Pennsylvania. It's like they have a bunch of, it's like, there's like, I don't know, like a hundred of them. They're like these state like legislator people and every single one of them. So how you like get rid of a judge is that group of legislators have to vote them out. So all of them got a letter. And there's eight families. We all were going to testify before this group. Judge Ott retired the next day after these letters were sent out, like a hundred and some letters. Yeah, because he had to save his money, all the criminal activity he's got and all the kickbacks he got. He uh-huh. wanted to make sure they didn't seize uh, his money. So that's what the lawyers are doing also, and they cash out. And a lot of times, these judges, people don't understand. Judges are intertwining these other agencies. Like, they all have a judge over the guardianship, the professional guardianship. Uh, mm-hmm. Every state has different uh, names for them. But they'll have a judge in that state over that guardianship, supposed to be regulating those guardianships to make sure the laws are followed. And they have judges that are uh, with the DCF, that's Department of Children and Family, and mm-hmm. they have a judge over agency person with disability. Now, I'll explain this. When a judge is over that, they're not a judge. They are an attorney. you got to remember, just because they're an attorney and, and, you know, they have their bar license and they, they're re- they, they are assigned to this court, okay? This one judge is assigned to this court. But as long as she's working for Department of Children and Family, she's not a judge at that point. She's just their legal counsel, Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're getting by with a lot of things. These attorneys, a lot of people don't understand, these attorneys are writing court orders as judges and 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 giving out orders when they don't legally have jurisdiction to do that. You can only do that if the judge, if you're a judge in that circuit court and you are on the schedule. But when you're a judge in that in that um what happens is the governor the governor of each state, he assigns a judge for each district, say Department of Children and Family. Okay, that circuit, mm-hmm. that, that governor say, okay, I want you, let's say, I'm going to have this judge be the attorney for Department General, uh, Department of Family, uh, Children and Family, okay? So they can't mm-hmm. be a judge. They're just attorney. But what, what a lot of people don't understand is these attorneys that are judges are writing orders. It's illegal for what they're doing. So what they do is, with these criminal activities, these, these attorneys will write court orders to different organizations, so they think it's legal. So they take your loved ones and these guardianships, and you never see them again. And then right. when that 
attorneys feel that you're hot on their trail, what they do is they write to the governor. Now, the governor is aware that these judges are committing these criminal acts in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. So what he'll do is he's refused to have any organizations come up and talk to him about the, the judges and the attorneys because they have to keep recordings of meetings so he can't have records because then it's going gonna, it's gonna to track back to the governor, Ron DeSantis, of the criminal activity. So as long as he doesn't meet with you, he doesn't have it on his uh, calendar, he can he can deny everything. Well, I didn't know all this criminal activity is going on. Ah, so that's just ah, like okay. Senator Kathleen Pasadena. As long as she doesn't schedule your appointment, because they have to keep minutes and records of anybody coming in their office seeing them, mm-hmm. they could say, this didn't happen. We was in knowledge of it. I wrote her several times and telling her about how these judges are doing criminal activity. She wasn't a bit interested of keeping the citizens of Collier County safe. She's more concerned about protecting the criminal judges than she was the citizens that are victims in these fraudulent guardianships. And now, this why lady, do you think? Why do you think it is? Is it just pure greed? Because somehow she's making money. Like, why do you not want to do the right thing? I don't understand. Well, what it is, is a lot of people aren't educated in the legal system, and they don't never get caught, okay? Most of the time, Uh they never get caught. Just like, did you know that if an attorney is a judge, and and you know that this is a judge in this county, but she's a DCF attorney, did you know she's not a judge and she can't be writing orders? Did you know that? No. Okay, a lot of people don't know the policy and procedures. Yeah. I read everything. I read all the policy and procedures, what they can do, what they can't do. 90% of the population don't even know they're, they're not allowed, legally allowed to do that. That's kidnapping. She doesn't have yeah. immunity. So what happens is when this judge doesn't have immunity, she goes up to the governor, Ron DeSantis, and she retires. Well, he doesn't have it on minutes that I've been writing him multiple letters trying to expose what's going on, but he ignores it. Right. As long as he ignores right. it, it never happened. And it's disgusting. Now he signed the letter. She gets off on it. She gets her retirement. She's vanished. She's missing. She moved to another state. She opens up another organization. This judge I'm talking about, I can't name her right now, but she's done mm-hmm. this four different times for, in four different states. She put, she victimizes people. She moves on. She cashes out. She starts into another state again. Nobody knows her. They move on. They're, they're little groups, and they, they, they're buddy mm-hmm. systems. So they say, well, go to this state now. I got a friend that will get you in as a judge. Yeah. They, they, they start the organization all over again. And a lot of people don't know the legal system, and they and she goes off. She's under the radar. Nobody detects her. Well, uh-huh. I detected them, so they're all running from me. But I don't want them to run from me. I want them in prison. I don't like what's happening. Amen. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. uh, they're getting by with federal crimes and nothing's being done about it. And that's what's got to stop. We've got to make sure that when we elect these senators in, they work for us. They don't work for themselves. And when they don't, we have to make sure they're checked and balanced. And you can't expect us to have other organizations run by the state to make sure they have checks and balance. We have to have independent private agencies checking on them. It's sad to say, but that's what we need to happen because you're going to see yeah. more criminal activity. You're going to see more people like George Floyd get killed, you know, because they mm-hmm. don't have no consequences. It's sad. It doesn't matter if a person's committed a crime or not. You don't kill a person. 
I don't care what color they are. If you're in law enforcement, you do your job. You know, everybody's seen what that cop did to that gentleman. That was uncalled yeah. for. And they need reform. I agree 100%. But it's not just about the black uh, population. It's happening to everybody, you know, and that's what needs to be addressed. Yes, it's happening more to the black uh, population. I do agree. But we need to write forms where everyone is protected. The, the Hispanics, yeah. the color folks, the whites, the, and everybody has to be protected. And when somebody violates that law, they have to be accountable for their actions. And I understand why the black lives are, and I'm very proud that they're out there and, they're, and they demand justice. But this Joe Biden, he's had 47 years. I'm scared he's not going to do his job, but we have to have faith. He is going to be our next president. We can, we're yeah. going to have to push him. We're going to have to get into lobbyists. We're going to have to all get in groups. You don't go and you don't try to kill people. you got to do it the right way. we got to work by the millions because just like they're doing in the millions, uh, harming people, you don't do that. You work through the legislation, and you, you demand that we're not going to accept this no more. We're not doing guardianships no more. It's unconstitutional. No state should own anyone or their assets. Baby boomers are, are retiring by what? How many? I don't even know the statistics, but they're aging out real quick. And you hear every yeah. day, every minute, somebody's in a guardianship. Somebody lost their estate. Somebody lost a person. Somebody died in these guardianships. Somebody went in to the hospital, had a urinary uh, tract infection, ended up in hospice, and they're dead. And now that uh, Senator Kathleen has passed this new bill, this 994, allowing a professional guardianship to cremate the person, God knows what's going to happen. That's in these ridiculous. This is so oh, scary. It's disgusting. But what's disgusting. happening is there's no accountability with the legislation. They don't have to answer to anybody. Half these laws get passed. The American people in the state of Florida, they don't even know what's happening. Like you said, until they become a victim, they just keep on mm -hmm. trucking along, believing that we have a system. We don't have a system, unfortunately. It's sad to say, you know, we don't have yeah. a system. We have to check. The people that we elect into office constantly to make sure they're doing their job. Yeah. I think I like to tell people that everyone gets all worked up about who's running for the president and blah, blah, blah. And really, you need to focus at the local level because that's where the corruption is going to affect you personally. What the president does isn't going to affect me as much as what some local, some local judge is going to do to me. I don't think people realize that. They don't even pay, like, there's a judge on a ballot, and you don't even know what you're voting for. Exactly. That's why I'm saying people need to pay attention to what is being introduced in the legislation. They have it. It's, it's public knowledge. Public, it's the public records. You go up there, you find out what senator is petitioning what legislation, and you take that bill, and you print it out, and you read it, and you say, oh, no, this is not going to happen. You get a group together, and you start working trying to uh, write to the governor and tell him, do executive order. Don't allow this to happen. This is unconstitutional. This is not what we want. What American people want is more freedom, not more control by the government. Right. And that's what's happening here. And that that's the same thing as the uh you know, we talked about the judicial qualification. It's same as uh, the, the uh, Florida Bar. Don't file complaints against the attorney because you want to use that in your lawsuit because 
all they'll do is contact the attorney. They won't discipline the attorney, and they won't disbar him or her. They'll just tell them and show them the evidence, and that as far as it will go, and that will destroy your lawsuit. So don't ever do that because, you know, we don't have a system. No check and balance with the Florida Bar or with the mm-hmm. judicial qualification. So how – I just love to know how angry do you think you have people at you because it's just got to warm your heart a little bit that you've got some people ruffled up. And and how does somebody go about – like I have often wondered, did I get under their skin enough? Did they hate me enough? Or was I just another victim? You know, like what do you think? Well, how do you tell if you, you really uh, – Impress them, and they know that you're telling the truth. They know you hit it on the nail. It's when they contact you every few days. Then you know that you got underneath their skin. Most people have great cases, but the problem with it is they don't know how to properly file things, and they don't know how mm-hmm. to say things and complain, and that is what gets their uh, cases dismissed, and that's what gets them frustrated. They know they're a victim. They know crimes were committed, but they just don't know yeah. how to go and do it correctly. Yeah, and you know, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be that way that I even say like paying my taxes. Why, you know, I have a college degree. Why do I have to why do they make it so hard that you have to go and pay some accountant because you can't just fill out a form and pay your taxes. And it's the same thing like if you're seeking justice why does it have to be so complicated that it would be so easy for someone's case to be thrown out and therefore they are denied justice? It shouldn't be that complicated. It's intimidation and control. They want to stay. They want. They want, Our government wants to control us. They don't want us to be a free man, woman, and child. They want to control us more and more. Look at all the laws being passed. Uh, gun control. Uh, these guardianships, DCF, my God, I could go on all day and talk about all these laws being passed. And every time you look at the, the legislation being passed in each state, it's only, it only gears to one thing, more control, less liabilities that the state has if they do something wrong, and more liability on you. You know what I'm saying? They want to yeah. eliminate you. They want to make you look like a terrorist when you're reporting crimes if a state employee does. I used to be a state employee. I used to be a DCF worker. I don't put up with stuff. I, uh, you know, I'm there to help a person, get them back on their feet, not destroy the family, not take their children. I'm there to help, not harm. And I didn't work out and fit in a little group because I don't believe in taking people's children away from them. You know, you get some young kids in there, 18, 19, you just teach them. Sometimes they don't have parents. That doesn't make them bad parents. Doesn't give you the right to take their child and sell their child to rich people. A lot of times I've seen that. It's disgusting. I got out of it. I didn't. It's not for me. It's very disgusting. What is. is it like? What I want it like? It's like one thing I always am wrapping my brain around. And and Marty and I have done like some of the shows. Just like what's the psychology behind like behind this evil? But why why does this the government want to have more control over the people. Like, why do they care what I'm doing? I mean, most people aren't out there breaking it. laws. and do, But why do they want to control us? Think about it. Look at each senator. Each senator is supposed to be making $174,000 a year. But yet, 
They're millionaires. How is that possible? Right. They want to make sure they get every penny of yours to put in their pocketbooks for their families. They don't care about you. It's all about them. Oh, I know they, they don't, don't represent care. you. Yeah. They represent themselves. And that's what we need to change in legislation. They have to represent us. We pay them. It's not the other way around. But you know, I have out. one. Go yeah, ahead. I have one posi- I have one positive one, and it's uh, Sem- Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin. When we were first going through all this, you know, guardianship stuff, and obviously the she, I knew she was on this elder task force, and I sent an email, pr- pretty much explaining what was going on, and the email that came back to me was figure out how you can file something federal. And that's when I filed, you know, Medicare fraud. And I appreciate that I actually got that email back saying something to me like that. And, you know, was it her? Was it someone in her staff? I don't know. But I'm surprised that I even got that response when I think about what everyone goes She has Christians and ethical about her. That's only 1% uh, of the government officials. It's sad to say, but... Look how many people are frustrated. You talk to so many people, I filed this complaint, I filed that complaint. I never got uh-huh. an answer back. They ignored me. My families were killed. I kidnapped. I went to prison, you know, because nobody yeah. would listen to me. I went and saw the police report before I took my loved one out because they are being harmed. It's so disgusting. It is so disgusting. I don't know how people live with themselves, but they do. And as I've heard, they sleep well. It's, it doesn't bother them what they've no. done to people. No, and it's going to get... Even worse, if we don't get form groups, advocacy work, do lobbyists, work with senators, and they start noticing we're growing every year more and more, and they know that we're not going to put up with them violating our constitutional rights. They know they're being paid by us, and they need to represent us, and we need laws in place where they cannot write laws that will violate any of our constitutional rights. That needs to be in. And just like a lot of people, you know, with these corrupted judges, you know, what they're doing is they're prostituting. Some of these judges in Collier County, they're prostituting, they're sleeping with prostitutes, they're committing federal crimes. And then what worries me is they just send somebody away to prison for murder. Did that person really commit murder? Did they really have a jury trial? Because in guardianships, you don't have jury trials. You know, they can, they can no. say you did all these heinous crimes, but you don't get no jury trial. You don't get no uh, due process. The reason they do that is because they don't want to have to give you attorney. Because if they gave you attorney, they'd be afraid that that attorney might have to do his job. And to represent you to prove that you didn't do what they claim you did. These probate uh, courts and guardianships, it's, it, it's a kangaroo court. How can you have oh, a court absolutely. system? That you don't allow due process and substance due process, and allow. And when you when you allege, the state alleges that somebody abused or elderly or their child, then they need a jury trial. They need to bring the evidence up. They need to re- mm-hmm. uh, appoint that person an attorney, because you're accusing them. You took their child away from them. Why they should be allowed to have legal representation? Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, and it's what what hurts me so much is to see that so many of these crimes they just it's attacking families. You know, what matters most to everybody. Like when you're about to die and money is not any there's it's of no use to you anymore. All that matters to you is your family and that they take it and that they're not there. It's just it is the most disgusting thing. It is and the and the government 
Oh, we'll do some examples. We'll do uh, President Trump or we'll do President Joe Biden. We'll talk a little bit about both for a second, uh, how they okay. are, have the, divided this country against the blacks and the whites and the Spanish. They'll go in there. And I agree. I was watching this one Facebook where this uh, this uh, black gentleman was talking about that if it had been a black person, you know, the, the armed force and would have been in there right away. I agree with him because when these people were demonstrating, they had the army there, National Guards and everything. But when these people were uh, demonstrating, you know, the other day, you didn't see that. Why was that? So there's a lot of discrimination that needs to cut out. But our government wants to divide the blacks and the whites. You know, they want That's to sad. make us angry with each other. It's the government. It's not the people. The citizens, I'm not racist. I can work with anybody. I have family that's uh, different uh, nationalities. I see When I see a person, I don't look at their color. I look at them. Color is just a color. God made us all equal. But our government tries to turn us against each other. And just like Joe Biden was saying, oh, he made something comment about if it had been a, a color person. No, you just bad about President Donald Trump saying that he was racist. But here you are. You know, you you just want to keep it fueling. You want to keep the nation divided. You want to keep talking about how people are racist. You need to stop it. You need to stay focused on what you being paid to do. Keep the nation together, not divided. Make laws to protect everyone, not just one nationality, everyone. Treat everybody fair, and you won't have no problems. You know, that's what everyone wants a president to do, treat everyone equal. And mm-hmm. and they our government don't want to do that, and they'll never do that. You'll never see that. They want to keep people. They want to keep keep the crime rates up because the the prison system. You know how much the prison system gets off of inmates. It's it's lots of money. Uh, just like the COVID, they get thirty thousand dollars for each patient. Imagine what they're getting for inmates. They're making money keeping us divided. We need to learn how to work together because our government don't want us to work together. They study our behaviors. Just like with these guardianships, yeah. they had a whistleblower mm-hmm. summit, and what they do is they said, oh, go ahead and file complaints with us. What they had is a forensic psychologist. They were studying our complaints and our behaviors and stuff, so then they would know how to write laws that would protect themselves. Just like Kathleen Pasadena did. When all these victims went in writing to her about what was happening with these judges, all she did was take it to her expert. They analyzed it, and they figured out, okay, we're going to get these citizens this way so we don't have no liabilities when we're breaking federal laws and state laws. This is what they're doing to the people. People need to wake up. Going into the White House, destroying the building, that's not good. we got to learn how to do it the same way they're doing the politicians. Learn the laws. Going into the legislation. Hundreds. Why don't we all go hundreds and hundreds of us? They will get intimidated, and they'll know, not be violent, though, but they'll know, well, you're being paid to do your job by God, you better do it, period. You know, that's yeah. what we need to send a message to them. You don't go in shooting people and being violent. You just say, no, you you vote. we voted you in to do this job. You're going to do it, period. And you're not going to violate our constitutional rights. We need to abolish guardianships. Now, I know South Carolina won't. I'm very disappointed with uh, Lindsey Graham. He talks to talk, but he can't walk to walk. You know, he acts like he's for mm-hmm. his people in South Carolina, but he's the opposite. I could go it's on all awful. day about him concealing uh, 
the crimes being committed in those places in South Carolina. People stay away from South Carolina. Educate yourself about that place. State of Florida, if if uh, Governor Ron DeSantis oh. has it, he'll pass that law in 2021. You watch me. He will grant the Florida bar that because he wants to conceal the criminal activity. He don't want to protect the citizens. He wants to protect the criminals. We need to vote him out and put him in prison. We need to start impeaching these people that violate the law, just like they're trying to do Trump. You do something stupid, you violate the citizens' rights, you commit a crime, put you in prison without parole. Send a message to people. Yeah, and it it just seems like even like these judges, they there's no – because they're immune and there's no judicial accountability, they just get away with these their crimes. And until we, yeah. murder. It's murder. I agree. Until we write laws in the legislation to waive immunity, that law should have been um, dissolved years and years ago. Who has a profession where they can go in their job and commit a federal crime and get paid for it? Do you know anybody else that can do that? Only a judge. No. We, yeah. need to, we need to abolish that immunity. If that judge is going by the, uh, the, the procedures that the state has laid out for that judge, policy procedures, they won't have no problem. Have it on TV. Make sure the judge is doing her job or his job. You won't have no problem. You don't need immunity. If you do your job correctly, what are you hiding? Why do you need immunity? I don't have immunity at my job. Do you have immunity at your job? No, in fact, what's really interesting, and not to get on the mask or anti-mask topic, I'm in Dane County, and I mean, we wear a mask. So if you, so I have a bakery restaurant. If you, if I have customers in my restaurant without a mask, I could get a $70,000 fine. Wow, that's a lot of money. I, yeah, I mean, and, and it's, I, it's not a big deal. Everyone just wears it, you know, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, where's, what if I had mask immunity? Is it, you know, why I have to pay a $75,000 fine. You know, it's kind of the same. Where's my exactly. immunity? Exactly. And what's disgusting is they're not doing that with the companies, but the hospitals, Congress has wrote a bill up. I don't know if a lot of people are aware of this. They wrote a bill and they got it passed to the Congress where if, you die at the hospital, uh, the loved ones can't sue that hospital because it's COVID. If they diagnose you as having COVID, a lot of hospitals were getting scared. Well, what if we start getting sued? You know, we need protection. So what Congress did, well, yeah, we're going to protect you. Uh, the victims don't get protected. Who's protecting the victims and these guardianships? Just think for a second. If, you, if you're a ward and you have COVID and you die, there's no way of doing an autopsy because Senator Kathleen Pastona passed that not bill uh, to Florida legislation, a 994. Read it up. Read, read the bill, please. And it states that a professional guardianship can petition the courts to cremate your body. So there's no way to know what actually happened to your loved one. It's so disturbing and scary out there. How could these people set and create laws like this? I, I, I have no idea. Like, a ton of people sold their soul or something because that's just unreal. And then there's that one, and then they can keep them in storage units and as trophies. And 
what are they, they don't even have to give them back to the the remains to the family. I've actually heard several stories where people, they were never given their family member back. No, because the the professional guardian can do whatever she wants with, because she has custody of your loved one. She answers to nobody. See, uh, when that Rebecca Furley, when she got caught murdering all those people, and it made Uh the media... See, they didn't want that in the media of what these guardianships are really all about, killing the people, and these professional guardians are taking their assets and sharing it with the judges, getting kickbacks with their attorneys. So that's why these uh, the, the Florida Bar Association's attorneys are trying to get Governor Ron DeSantis, and he'll pass it. And I'm sure Kathleen Pasadona will be involved with that bill, too, to make sure these uh, guardianships are concealed so you can't trace these kickbacks they're getting. So what is what do people what do people in Florida when this stuff comes out in the in the media and why it doesn't make national it media is it does yeah it's I mean this thing. is like it should be on the cover of the national I even like went to the National Enquirer with her I'm like come on this is like everything the National Enquirer should be reporting no nothing but um, I mean inquiring minds want to know imagine if you like were sitting in the grocery store and there's the headline dead bodies in the storage unit. I mean, you'd sell you'd sell newspapers left and right. It's this kind of tabloid that would sell. And you can't even exactly. get those stories. Why well, is well, that? Is the media in on this? No, what it is, no, I'll tell you what it is. Ron DeSantis, if you speak out about the corruption, because he's the greatest governor ever, he's the worst governor in the state of Florida, I believe, where this gentleman thinks, they think Donald Trump's bad. They really need to start paying attention to him where this scientist, this COVID scientist was doing a dashboard, and she wanted to do the truth about how many people were getting a COVID, right? So she was letting the public know what was happening. Well, they come, the, the FDL comes busting in the door, takes her laptop and all her stuff out of retaliation because she did a whistleblower, and she claimed that Ron DeSanto had something to do with it because he's the type of guy that that he has run the perfect state. There's no killings going on. There's no misconduct going on. He's running a perfect state. But in, in reality, it's the opposite. He's concealing the crimes because he wants it. I think he's going to run for senator. He's got a brother in senator because he had never made it as a governor. He had someone get him in because I don't see he's not fit to be a governor. He had uh, his brother, that's a senator, get him into that governor's position in Florida. He can't do anything right. He, he can't control the water pollution. He can't control the guardianship abuse and the, the killings in these guardianships. He can't control the COVID. He wants to conceal all the criminal activity going on, and he acts like nothing's going on here, but it is. And then what do you do when your governor won't do his job and let his agencies do their job because they're afraid of retaliation. If they they stand up to him, they're afraid that they'll lose their job. So nobody's going to stand up to him. They're all scared of him. Wow. When is he up for election again? Uh, he has four years. I think he's on his second oh, year. He just, uh, yeah, he just started. Unfortunately, Florida citizens, I feel bad for them. Uh, just like Kathleen Pasadona now, she is going to be ending her senator in Naples 
in uh, 2022. Now, she's already been elected to the House representative, which means she's over all the legislation. I pray to God that wouldn't happen, but it is. She will be the next House representative of the state of Florida, which means she'll be controlling all these other senators. So whenever you do a lot of criminal activity, you get promoted for that. I have seen so oh. many corrupted judges, and they get promoted for criminal crimes. That's it's very disgusting. disgusting. And the citizens of the state of Florida, they didn't get to vote for her to be House representative in, 20, uh, in 2022. They elected her through legislation that should have never been. Whenever people file complaints against mm-hmm. her, she should never be able to get that kind of office. It's too powerful position. This senator in Naples, Florida, she was trying to pass a bill where, where uh, no one could go on the beach, but only the owners that own beach property. And they had so many complaints filed against her. The governor, Scott, says, no, I can't pass that because we have too many complaints. Now, if nobody would have complained, Governor Scott that went to senator, he would have passed it. This is what I'm saying. If we don't start uprising and calling in and complaining, nothing's ever going to be resolved here because people, they don't pay attention. If it doesn't affect them, they go on. Until two to four years, I figure, when all the baby boomers are put in these guardianships, people are Uh going to come unglued. Yeah, because it finally happened to them and to their loved ones. It'll be too late. And to to the money they thought they would inherit, they'll never get it. No. Yeah. And their loved ones. No. Yeah. Their loved ones don't understand. You don't petition the courts because the courts want custody of your loved ones. That means they own your loved ones. Uh huh. And their estate. Everything. Bank accounts, money, land, bonds, everything. Scary. And they will make sure and they will make sure that they spend every last dime of it on your loved ones quote quote care. It will be all gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's so scary. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to go over. Yeah, that's what's happened with the Florida Bar Association. They're petitioning this month the 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 Florida Bar to the legislation about uh, concealing these guardianships. And um, the House Speaker, through the grapevine, told me that the Governor Ron will sign this bill. So he wants to make sure that his the state has no liability. Between this bill, uh, 994, it's going to help conceal it because, you know, you already got the professional guardian uh, concealing mm-hmm. the cremation of the body, so then you can't do autopsy. So this is just going to – they're going to make sure now, like South Carolina, that it's concealed so no criminal charges can be filed against them because you won't be able to retain any of the documentation and stuff, and you can't file appeals because you have no right to file appeals. Well, and I'm guessing Florida needs to really kick it up because where does everyone like to go and retire? It's Florida. So they have so many. I mean, I kind of don't even want to, like, travel to Florida as I get older because it's like a Venus flytrap. Oh, come on down here and live in, what is it called, the villages and all this stuff, and come retire, and, you know, everyone's retiring in Florida. So would do they have, like, a higher, like, the um, average age is higher in Florida? I would assume it is. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Through my research, age has nothing to do with these guardianships. I'm finding people that are children in guardianships that are taken away from the parents and never had court hearings. I'm finding 
Uh, wow. Young men are being being kidnapped from their parents, and they don't know whatever happened to them, and they end up in guardianship, and they end up being human sex trafficking out. And oh uh, Senator God. Kathleen Pasadona, she's over the head of the human trafficking in the state of Florida. So whenever one of these loved ones get abducted, she's the head of it. But nobody seems to care that she's the head of that. She's a senator. So anytime one of these kids gets done, she makes sure they get put away. You never find them again. You know so what? This these, is so disgusting. Yeah. I, well, I mean, what you just said, this is so disgusting. So let's say, um, I don't know, what is it? Let's say five years ago we were on a show and we were talking about Pedophile Island and Jeffrey Epstein. People would think we were crazy. Oh, that kind of stuff's not happening. But what you're saying is like the, the human trafficking through guardianship even of the younger people. I mean, the, and the I'm sure most people expect that's happening. The governors are involved in it and the senators are involved in it because they own corporations. And, and they take these people and you never see them again. And they put them in their company, and they disappear. And and when you file a complaint with the human sex trafficking in, the, in your state, they always mm-hmm. make sure that the criminals are involved in those in those um, directors' meetings. They always have to have committee members part of it. So they'll take someone that they know to keep an eye. Oh, this person just filed a report. We're going to have to cover this up. So they'll go and take the report. And they destroy the report, and the investigation will never start because yeah. they destroyed the report. Now, do you ever get nervous, Peggy, like when you're outspoken that they're like, you know, it's time to guardianize her? Yes. Do you ever? They tried to guardianize me last year. What? They filed a petition, yes, ma'am, and they tried to put me in a Florida guardianship. How'd you get out of it? You know, I, I went you, to the media. You know what you're doing. I had to get an attorney. Let me tell you, these people are criminals. You speak out, they will retaliate. They keep retaliating. I keep fighting back. I don't care. They uh, was going to put me in a prison system up in Miami because I talk too much, and I've been telling the uh, who the people are. I've been talking about because it's important to talk about who the criminals are in case I do yeah. disappear. I want people to yeah. know who's involved in my case and what they did. And, you know, i got plenty of evidence to support it. So they are afraid of me. So I talk a lot because it's important to let people know what has happened. If more people would tell the truth and report these crimes and, and keep their evidence and their videos and their pictures mm-hmm. and keep it in a safe place, don't ever keep it at your home. Don't ever keep it at your office, folks, because they'll raid your places. You keep it in a safe you gotta, place. You never tell nobody where you put your stuff at. Yeah, you got to put it, or you can put them on these dump drives and just mail them all over to your friends. And just hey, hold yeah, on, it's a dump drive. Yeah, you never tell them. Yeah, you never tell them where your stuff's at. But you know the first yeah, thing no. they do is raid your place. You never have your stuff yeah. at your house. That's the first place they come, and they come to your office. So you never do that. So mm-hmm. yeah, last year they tried to put me in a guardianship because uh, I submitted evidence, and uh, and they got mad because I had the proof to support. These people did this, and they don't like me because they they underestimated my ability. I won't go into details of what I'm talking about. They just thought I was mm-hmm. just uh, – I couldn't comprehend things. Let's just say that. And then they realized I was above average, Joe. They didn't like that. Then they had to worry yeah. about me, scared mm-hmm. them. So whenever you start getting – they start getting scared – you you know you're on the right track then. 
Yeah. Yeah. You don't back down. That's one thing I'll never back down from these people because they will do everything they can to intimidate you, to threaten you, but you have to stand mm-hmm. up to these people. You can't bear, bear down. You have to learn the law, no. how to talk, how to educate yourself. And another thing they'll try to do is they will try to get you to threaten them and do things to them so then they can put you away. You never, ever want to do that because that is what they want to do. They'll get in court, for instance. I'll give you an example, and they'll say, oh, you're mental as hell. You don't know what you're talking about. You need to be put in prison or institution. You always stay Mm -hmm. calm. You never answer them back because this is the way they, they unravel you. They try to get you so frustrated in the courts where you'll say, you're acting inappropriate. You need to stop. Don't say nothing. Don't respond to them. It kills them. Trust me, it kills them when you do that. Wow. So when I, when they were the first time, and I didn't know what was going on when uh, I was going to meet my uncle here to Wisconsin, I had, you know, my good attorney, and, and uh, there was eight attorneys total because they really had to put a bunch of attorneys against me, more attorneys than the O.J. Simpson trial for guardianship trial. And wow. it was eight-hour trial, and they had me on the stand almost the whole time. I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was unreal. Like, you know I was why they like, had to do that? You know why they had why? to do that? Okay. Why? They have certain elements that they have to get dismissed in order to um, see what the, the defense attorney has to dismiss your elements. So they have to try to trick you and twist you in arguments. So if they can uh-huh. uh, dismiss your elements of your arguments, then they can instruct the, jur- the judge to instruct the jury to dismiss certain elements. So then you lose your case. So it's important for them to keep trying. And you must be pretty good for them to do that. And you, you must really rival the, the criminal defense. That's really? really oh, that makes me oh, feel yeah. good. Thank you. So, yeah, well, we had you must what we did. We did a few things wrong because, you know, we, we filed our attorney thing. So, you know, and this was a few years ago, um, but we had was the affidavit of truth and it actually was all documents basically going after the guardian. And what really pissed them off, and I will tell anyone do this, if you can get your hands on the medical records. So before they, because I mean, long story short, I was like the co-guardian with one of their evils, and they were getting ready now. Now they got the co-guardian. Now they're going to kick me off so they can have the full thing. And so before they kicked me off, I nabbed all the uh, medical records. And in the medical records, one was this other guardian claimed to be the daughter of my uncle. No, she, no, is not the daughter, is not related at all, but but made wow. false claims. Yeah, that was in the medical records. I found the five milligrams of Halidol in the medical records. We found there was one nurse that was um, had her spidey senses up about this guardian. That was all in the medical records. The lies that were, oh, he doesn't have any family, no family at all. And, and I hear I was a co-guardian. There's no one to, you know, to contact. So, they were pissed because we had all the, and we have about 3,000 pages of medical records. So we went, oh, I mean, great. it went through every single page, every single one, probably twice. 
because I went through what first and then things were coming to me and then I'd go back and I'd find them. So what we did was we created this whole affidavit showing why this guardian is just a total reckless, awful person using the medical records. I guess that, and then, and then we were trying to find attorneys. So we sent this document to like every attorney in Montgomery County. So that's an embarrassment, I guess, to her. But um, I guess that's what we did to piss her off. Well, that's your what we did. that is fantastic. For your experience, have you noticed that they put all these people on Halidol? And I and I was talking to several doctors, and they were explaining to me why they do that. Really? Why do they do that? Well, you know, like say if somebody's confident and they go in, what they have to do is they have to make them unconfident so they can get, uh, you know, testing done. So they take these Halidols and uh, this lithium eats the brain, and uh, and and it and it kills your ne- neurons in your brain. And it, and the longer you take it, the more damage it does to your brain. So then it makes you have like dementia and all these other problems mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in health. So you go in. When they put you in a project guardianship, you go in good, but they give you these these uh, lethal drugs to uh, make you incompetent. Say within a year, you're going to be fried with all the medications they give you to justify what they did. It's so disturbing. And it's um, medically proven you get to die early. And you know what? Is that not murder? And why can't we call it what it is? Because I think that's murder. It is. You know, and, and you, have so many, you have so many physicians talk about how dangerous Halidol is, but yet these words, every person I have came across in guardianships, they have them on this. It's so scary. Yes. And we had all the medical records about that. And we had that, yes. you know, and we, we called the affidavit of truth. Everything that we put in there was all truth. We used medical records. We used some other court records. We, you know, I mean, it's just, they probably, I'm going to guess nobody ever came after them that hard. And I often yeah. wonder, do they ever think should have let that one go? Or do you think it's just such a game that they want every single one? I don't know. Yeah, I think they want every single one. You know why I think that? We'll get back to that. Right. Halidol. It's because when these doctors, they get all this big commission off the Halidol, this pharmaceutical, they give them, depending on, if the doctor has all his wards taking Haldol, you know he gets a pretty good commission off of it. So, you know, there's a lot of money to be made in these guardianships in different ways, from pharmaceutical, from product defects. They do these uh, these surgeries, and people don't even know these wards are being human. human har- their organs are being harvested out of their bodies, and then they're being cremated. So there you can't trace what they just did, and they sell these organs on the market black market, and nobody knows that these these uh, family members and these guardianships have been killed, legally killed. They've been killed, murdered, and in surgery, mm-hmm. and their heart and their organs have been taken out. And then with this bill in Florida with a professional guardian, all she has to do after the surgeon takes the organs out of your body, all she has to do is petition the court so they, they give her grant to cremate your body. So how are, how are you going to be able to do autopsy? To prove the organ right. was harvest, you can't. So after the right. pharmaceuticals made all his money, and after they the, the surgeon has made his money harvesting your organs, then they kill you, and then the professional guardian she petitions the courts, and they cremate your body. It, you feel like in a twilight zone. You can't believe that you live in mm-hmm. America and this is happening. 
I, I don't see it getting any better. I, I mean, this has just been disgusting. Well, and here's what they do in Pennsylvania. The war, or the guardian can um, vote for the ward based on how she or he feels that her ward would have voted. Can they vote for the wards in Florida? No. Okay, so I'm guessing that will be next. Because yeah. to me, that's, to me, if you, if the guardian gets to vote for their wards, and some of these guardians have a thousand wards, what is is I mean I don't know because any kind of voter fraud happened there, or the guardian is just pretty sure that they all wanted to vote a certain way, you know. But right yeah, now, in Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania yeah. they can. And I had someone challenge me when I told them that, and they looked up the law. And they were like, oh, you're right. Well, but they're supposed to vote how they think the ward would want it to be voted. I'm like, uh-huh, right. Well, I do know Tell for the preliminary, uh, right now I haven't seen any law through the legislation on that, but I'll start researching mm-hmm. to see. I might have missed something, yeah. but I don't think so. There could be something out there I just, I'm not aware of, but I'll look at that. I'll talk to you about that later. Yeah, that's going to be a good one to watch just because that's, you know, that's a law in Pennsylvania that the Guardian can vote for their, cast a vote, the ballot for their ward. And you know they're going to vote for the one that got them the job, the wards. If, like Senator Kathleen, you know, if she gets into the yeah. House, imagine how dangerous that's going to be with all these different senators. They're not going to be able to do what they want to do. They have to go through her first. It's, it's right, be, and it's like Marty. interesting. I mean, and like Marty even said that, you know, a lot of these votes will be for sale. Oh, well, you know, I have a thousand votes. I have a thousand wards. What are you going to pay me for these votes? Exactly. You know. Yeah. And they're and legal. Technically, the they're legal too. votes. Well, and those are technically legal votes because it's the law. The guardian gets to vote for the ward. It was a legal oh, vote. So, and that's so yeah. sad because you know they're going to they're going to pick somebody that is for guardianship so they can make more money. So they're going to take all yeah. these wards and they're going to say, "I have a thousand wards." If uh, you give me this, I'll, I'll vote you for this. They'll get big kickbacks. So much corruption right. out there. It's so yeah. it's so disturbing. I just learned something else that they could be doing. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, watch for that one because they're already doing it in other states. Yeah, and watch for them harvesting organs too because uh, they're getting what? real bad what? in the state of Florida. These surgeons are oh, taking these large and – and then when you report them in to the uh, human sex trafficking, uh, they'll mm-hmm. have a certain criminal that destroys the documentation, and they don't investigate. So these surgeons end up doing the surgeries. They kill the people. And then with this new, bat, this new bill being passed, you'll, you'll never know what happened to the person. That's why they're guardianizing younger people that you were just saying. Because yes. an older person, I wouldn't exactly. think their organs would be as viable. Oh, yes, my God. Exactly. What they're doing is from 18 to 40, they're putting people in guardianship that don't qualify for guardianship. They're harvesting their organs in Florida. They're killing them, and they're cremating their bodies where you can't prove it, you can't do autopsies, and they're making it legal. That is, that, that's, that's scary. That's it. That's a horror movie, and it's, like, all legal in our country. It's, that's a yeah. mess. Exactly. They're making it legal. Just like a lot of people don't understand, you know, they think it's just the elderly being targeted. 
it's all different ages and groups. You could be competent, non-competent. They're going to take you. It doesn't matter. They're going to take you either for your millionaire, if you're a millionaire, or they're going to take you for federal funding. Let me tell you something about federal funding. It's trillion-dollar business. So it doesn't matter if you got your own money. They're going to steal it from the government, these crooked judges and attorneys. They don't care through these guardianships. And there's no oversight, there's no accountability, there's no check and balance. So who's watching the hen house? Nobody. Mm. It's so scary. It is. Have you found if it leans more Republican or Democrat for some of the guardianship? I've seen a little mixture of both in Pennsylvania. Uh, well, does it seem kind of like a mixture more to you? Well, I know Kathleen Senate, uh, I know that um, Kathleen Passon is a Republican. Judge um, Ott was a Republican too. Yeah, um, I haven't even really paid that any attention. That's something I'm going to make a note on and start looking yeah. at these people. I, I have found that it leans a little bit more Republican just from the different people, but I have found like uh, right now um, it's a Democrat run in Pennsylvania, Governor Wolf, and he's in on all that because, and they had to get um, the attorney generals in on it. And that's, those are Democrats. So well, the but I have Republican. Seen, and you guys have a Republican. And, yeah. The, and um, Pennsylvania, they're Democrat governors and attorney generals in on it. He's out of Montgomery oh, County, but see, Judge Ott was a Republican, and so, but I've seen a list just like across the country, just maybe just a slight more lean to Republican, but it's not like that the Democrats aren't in on it too. But I just kind of thought it would be interesting to see, especially when you're going to start getting into guardians voting for their wards, and you know, what, how does that how does that end up working out? That is you know. interesting because both Governor Ron DeSantis, he's a Republican. I know Catholic, uh, Senator mm-hmm. Kathleen Pastona, she's a Republican. So mm-hmm. I do know the one up in uh, St. Petersburg that I filed a complaint with, uh, he's a Republican too. So, yeah, it's very Republican. They, these, these criminals are it, helping to miss yeah, these acts. I feel that it has been leaning Republican more, just like Montgomery County is a more Republican. And not like I think all that all Republican, you know, I'm not going to say this is the only Republican thing. I have, I have noticed that, that it's been a little bit more leaning that way. But Democrats will do it, so they're not innocent of anything. Right. I'm afraid the Democrats is going to be just as guilty if we start really doing data, which I think we should start seeing who – who really mm-hmm. answers people's complaints and who's really doing their jobs and stuff, you're going to probably find it 50-50. Okay. I think that would be some really interesting data. I mean, just like I would love if I could ever I, – I mean, because Tammy Baldwin, she actually gave me a really good email. She was raised by her grandparents. She's, you know, here in Wisconsin. She's a very loved senator. Um, it would be it, – I just – I wouldn't think that she would – do something like this, but I raw. I could be wrong. It would just be really interesting to see, you know, what what people would do. We actually also had a meeting with because I'm from Wisconsin. We had a meeting in Ron Johnson's office, and he's the Republican, and it went, you know, it went very well, and then it fizzled, and um, you know, but it was it was it was a good meeting. We went like an hour over time, and so we appreciated that. And yet, you know, you still. Wisconsin is not a high um, – we're not seeing – there definitely are cases of guardianship here in Wisconsin, but not a lot. Not a lot. It, it's, it's a 
they haven't really caught on, I guess, here. So I'm very grateful for that in Wisconsin. And I do know here in Dane County, they rotate the judges because it's a big enough, big enough population. So if you go into court, and I think it could be the perfect thing because you can't create these rackets. You go into court, your first hearing is going to be this judge, and then that attorney and all them. Then you're, you know, the next time you go to court, it goes to another judge. So they're rotating judges. Well, and that's here in the state of Florida, uh, they don't rotate the judges. Well, their own administration scheduling supposed to, but it's the same players. What they do is mm-hmm. one will get the other one to do something, and they go back and forth. But they're supposed to be on administration scheduling, meaning that judge has 90 days or supposed to do the case, but that doesn't happen here. Well, within that 90 days, you have all the different judges doing the, the administration scheduling, and they're not supposed to do that. The administration judge is supposed to sign each judge a 90-day scheduling for their cases, but in Florida, they don't go by the rules. Ma'am, yeah, in um, in uh, Pennsylvania, and they're in Montgomery County. Whoever was the judge for the beginning, you couldn't, you could not ask for a different judge. That is the judge that will always be the judge for every single thing that you ever do. It will always be the same judge, and that's, I feel, how you can create all that racketeering because it's going to be the same attorneys, the same guardians, and it's always the same judge. But, yeah, well, I, I think that's how we see a bunch of them working together. Um, but that means you got to put more players in. I would, if you're going to commit really the perfect crime, which is, you know, they're pretty good at it right now, the less people you want to keep it like a close-knit circle. You right, know, because then you're getting more. If you're going to rotate judges, now I have to get this judge to get in on this corruption with me, and now I have to get this one in. You know, where well, you want to keep do, them. I don't yeah. know about the laws there in Wisconsin, but I know in the state of Florida, like say if a judge does an order, okay, uh-huh. like say he seals your evidence in a vault, let's say. And this other judge says, well, you've been filing so much, we're going to make you a uh, vacation litigant, and you're not going to be able to file no more. Then you file another, you file a, a proposed order and a motion saying, I like a bond set because I like to show evidence that this judge, uh, on record, he, he, uh, he followed the policy and procedures of the court, and he put it in a vault. You've made a mistake. One, two things you've made a mistake. I'm not in your jurisdiction, and second, uh, you didn't follow the laws that's already stated in your policy and procedures that you're allowed to do just like the district attorney is put your evidence in a vault in litigation hold. So they hate that. So what they normally do is when you have a judge that actually does his job or her job, they rotate that judge out to another county. And the reason they do that is you don't have them on court of record. So then when you call for that judge, you can get his testimony, so then they have to overturn it. Just by his testimony, they can overturn that other judge's ruling, and the reason they have to relocate that judge, so you can't request that judge uh, to give a hearing and to give his testimony. He did that. Even though it's in a transcript, you still have to have mm-hmm. his testimony to overturn it. So that's why they get rid of that judge, have to relocate him, because he did his job right. So they were, I mean, that's it. What I'm hearing is that maybe not all judges are corrupt and there are some good ones out there. Yes. And that's very encouraging. And because we want to be doom and gloom for everyone. And then that would be what we're seeing. What I have seen here in Wisconsin is, you know, we're in the bigger Dane County. I, I, 
actually, I can't think of one case that has come to me in Dane County, but you get into these smaller, the smaller, like, um, little counties around Wisconsin, and they only have one judge. And that's where the problems are coming. That's scary. You remember when uh, we started the the show t- uh, tonight and Marty was going into about the commercial code? We are talking yeah. about that. What you mm-hmm. want to do is when you're doing these uh, these codes and litigation, you want to use your com- uh, commercial code and your statute so that way you have standing and you don't have to disclose your evidence to the criminal defense, like say if she 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 has you in front of a court, she petitions, fraudulently petitions, misrepresents herself in the information to the judge and has you in court, what she'll try to do is violate your rights and dissolve your litigation hold. The reason she has to do that is so she can destroy your evidence so you when you go file an appeal, you don't have no evidence because she's destroyed it. That's how they destroy your case. Yeah. They, oh, yeah, you can't appeal it because, oh, this is struck down and this is struck down. Well, I heard one thing, and, I'm, you know, maybe one day I'll do it. I've heard, and I actually, well, actually, I know someone who's trying to do it. It's not me. If you bait them and that it is, um, it's not me doing it. There is a someone that I know that is putting stuff in writing that is all true, but it will be to them, it will be very liableist because if you can get one of them, and that I've heard it's a bait, if you can get one of them to like go after you on a libel or anything, somehow you go back on them and get all this discovery, but you need to bait them and get them mad enough. Have you heard anything like that? There's a reporter yeah. I know that's trying to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was Not telling me. you. This is what the criminal defense will do. They will try to uh-huh. bait you to destroy your case. That's what their job is to do. Your job is to bait them and make sure they can't destroy your case and spoil your evidence. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that is, yeah, because someone one, told me, one time told me that I should do that. I'm like, maybe not now, but <laughs> an interesting yeah, you concept. Study, you need to study the commercial code because they have okay. in our Constitution back in the 1800s, 19, early 1900s, mm-hmm. they were doing these commercial codes, which protected the citizens and stuff. So if you write a complaint and you say, I reserve uh, my evidence and use this commercial code that Marty's talking about, they can't dismiss Mm -hmm. your evidence. But if you stand up there and that criminal defense says, well, I'd like you to tell me if this is a a reserve commercial code or what, she'll twist it. She won't say it in those terminology, but she'll say it Mm -hmm. in a way where she she tries to confuse you. And you would just say, well, I, I can't I can't uh, discuss that right now. You know, depending on mm-hmm. where you're at in your investigation, all you can say is, uh, and you have to show proof, of course. You have to go, go in there with good faith to the judge and say, due to this is under investigation, I can't disclose it anyway. anyway. I can't disclose it. So that saves you. So then she gets really upset, and then she'll tell the judge, Make her do it and start screaming and jumping down like a jackass. So, you know, you just have to laugh at her and, and, and be professional yeah. and go on. Yeah, that's switch bait. That's what these, these attorneys do to the proceeds anyway because they think that they have no common sense about the legal process, and half of them don't, and that's how they destroy their cases. Mm. Wow. This has been so interesting. Oh my goodness! Um, do pe- how many people just come to you and 
want all your advice. It would probably drive you insane how much time that you would have to give. Yeah, I enjoy it because to me, until we start educating ourselves and advocating and going in large groups and, and, and getting into lobbyists and working with our senators, these people are going to continue writing laws that violate our Constitution. The taxes will go up. Less people will own homes. The government will own everything. It will be just like uh, Cuba. The people don't own anything. Cuba owns everything. That's where we're heading at. People need to wake up. We need to start seeing, read the legislation, advocate, you know, about land rights, uh, gun rights guardianship rights, all of this is important to everyone. It doesn't just affect one group. It affects us all. We need to start realizing right, yeah. that together. But why, and here's where it's like, it just baffles me. Why would they want to become Cuba? Like, what? how does that profit them? Well, I've had a few, uh, a few friends from Cuba, and what they do is they put everybody on government assistance down there, majority of them, and they give you so much money for food, and they even give the women the cotex. They're not even allowed to go get their they, – they give them certain things, personal things, and, you know, uh-huh. you're only allowed to get so much food per month. Why do you think you see all these Cubans skinny? Because they only give them so much food, and they control mm-hmm. them. And that's why all the Cuban has migrated to the United States, because they want the same things we want. They want freedom. They want to be husband and wife, raise their children the way they – the religious is, Catholic, Baptist. Uh, you, you know, different religious people have. You have to respect it. Right. And Cuba so, wants to control them. And what, the thing is, like, what does that profit Cuba? Because they don't want people to have practice their religions or they don't want someone to rise, like, to be smarter than them? Like, why? Basically, That's like what, slavery why? over there. It's basically they work for the government. They, they own them, basically. But not as bad as the United States owns them through the guardianships where they make these young people work in the factories and they pay them so little. They do that to keep control of the people so then they make millions of dollars off their work and only pay them maybe, like the Mexicans do in Mexico, 25 cents. Ford had some kind of parts or something I heard. One of my friends is from Mexico. They worked in a factory and they only made like 25 cents per day. Well, that might seem like a a lot over there because, you know, everything's, you know, they own their own land, but it's not. How can you live off 25 cents a day? Yeah. You know, that's what wow. these other other countries are doing, and that's why you see so many people wanting to become United States citizens because they can't live there. They can't have sewer. You know, most of the uh, Spanish people, they don't have sewer in some of the rural areas. They just want basic living and stuff. You can't blame them. And, you know, right. that's never going to change. More people are going to start continue coming over here until our government starts saying, wait a minute, we have a treaty with Mexico and we have a treaty with uh, Cuba. Let's start making sure that you give these people their civil rights and dignity and stuff. You're never going to see changes until we get a strong president in there that advocates for other nationalities, which they're supposed to be doing, and they don't. Wow. Well, I would vote for you when you ran for president. Oh, my goodness. They would uh, probably have me shot in a day. (laughs) Oh, no. I wouldn't put up with that. Marty would be your vice president. Yeah, well, the two of us would be in uh, prison real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Marty's listening, just going, oh, girls, what have you got me signed up for now? 
Oh, my goodness. But it is true. If you start looking at the other countries and what they're doing to the citizens, then you understand why everybody is coming to the United States. Because they, uh-huh. you know, they don't have no rights. Their government doesn't respect them. They don't have civil rights, and the people get frustrated, so they just leave and come over here. But now you're starting to see that they, they realize that they're having problems over here. Because I speak to a lot of Cuban population communities and the Hispanics, and they're mm-hmm. saying the same thing about these guardianships that their family loved ones are in, and they can't get them out, and they, and they take everything they they own and stuff. And they do try to take their stuff over in Mexico and Cuba. I'm not sure how that's working for them. I haven't really started studying that. But you know they're trying mm-hmm. to tap into the foreign uh, lands and stuff over there. Wow. So I'm what, I, what I'm hearing is basically the reason why people want to do this to others, it's power and money, and that's what it comes down to. That's it's all somehow it's by enslaving others, it brings a certain power and money. Exactly. And the things that you do to earn that power and money, you've got to be a certain kind of evil to, I mean, I I would want that. I would, I mean, to have power knowing that I did this to other people. And it always baffles my mind. Like, how are you doing this? How do you do this to other humans? How are you doing this to, to your fellow mankind? And and it finally, like, our brains aren't even wired the same as their brains. And so to think that the power and money that you, for yourself, and that you will just do this to other people with no, you don't even think twice. I just can't wrap my brain around it. Yeah, and, you know, I, when I seen that riot in the White House, you know, I know these people are so agitated. And, you know, I'm not saying they all or innocent people, they should never start harming others. But some of them, right. I'm sure, have, uh, you know, they had different groups there that day, they claimed. And a lot, they had some, I've seen some signs where uh, judicial reform, you know, where people just want them to do their job. It's simple. Just follow law and do your job. That's all people are asking. But when people do like you, me, they follow the proper procedures and they, they write millions of letters and they're not getting these people that's elected officials to do the job. They get frustrated. And some people don't know how to, uh, you know, handle the frustration so they get violent, you know, because they don't understand yeah. the laws. They make it so complex. The average person, if they're not in a law school or has something in, in law, enforcement or uh, a lawyer or have friends in state prosecutor's office explain things to them, they're lost in the system. And that that's why they start getting violence when they start seeing their loved ones murdered in hospice and their children's organs being harvested and you filing police reports of these heinous crimes going on and everyone just looks at you. Well, is it an emergency? And you're saying this is an emergency and they're saying this is not an emergency. And you're just looking at this person like, what planet did you just come off of? You know what I'm saying? It's very disturbing where these, they're like, they're numb to what your complaint is. It's like maybe they've heard so many people complaining about the same thing. They don't want to do their job because they know we don't have a system. So they ignore the complaints, destroy the complaints. That's why they don't want to give you receipts so they don't have it and show proof that you was actually there at that place. Oh, 
very it's just it's just all disturbing and i think anyone listening tonight like the glimmer of hope is that not all judges are corrupt and there are not some good all ones judges are corrupt, but i'll yeah. tell you something the ones that do their job and i know a few that are trying to do their job they're being the hell beat out of them right now i can't go into detail but these other yeah. judges are really really abusing them and it makes it hard for a, a good judge to want to do their job when you have when you have to work with these corrupted judges every day. You know who who wants to work mm-hmm. like that? You know, and you know you can't just have to sell your house just like that and relocate. So they have to put up with a lot. And and either one yeah. of two things is going to happen: either they're going to break them and then they're going to become corrupted, or they're going to have to relocate because they just they're, they're ethical judges. But most of the time, I yeah. find. They break them. They end up breaking them, and then they end up falling on that side. Girls, yeah. we, we've only got about three minutes left here. Peggy, this oh, has been a stellar talk, interview. Marty. <laughs> Marty. There you go. And uh, But on air, we got about three minutes. And um, I want to thank you for coming on. This has got to be one of the best interviews we've ever had. And um, Oh, my goodness. I it's truly been amazing. Yes, and everybody, these shows will be available in archive. You can listen to them at your convenience. Go through them, stop them while you're making notes, pick it up and go again. There is so much information here that it just staggers the mind and the tricks they play on us in this so-called judicial system. I think the whole thing ought to be scrapped. And you have to know the proper process or they'll throw it out real quick. And I'm hoping the information I gave your research, your find out, everything is correct, and follow it, and you'll start making progress, and you won't be so frustrated. Right, right. So, and that's, instead of angry and messing up, you'll be armed and making headway. Exactly. So, I want to remind everyone, these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit, an annual event every year in Washington, D.C. I want to give a heads up to, uh, we have several people roaming about out there that we lovingly call glory hogs. And it appears that basically what they are is provocateurs. And you need to be careful who you associate with. They may sing all kinds of songs about how wonderful and great they are. And if it wasn't for them, the whole world would have spun out of orbit and why they have accomplished marvelous things, most of which are not true. But be careful, Do as Peggy keeps telling you, do your own investigation. See what's out there before you tie up with anybody. Uh, yeah. Because you never know who you're actually talking to. So with that, I'm going to close this down, Peggy. Thank you so much. We're going to have you on again soon to continue uh, this conversation. Oh, I was so thankful you could come. Cause thank Anytime. you for picking up for me there. Uh, oh I my gosh, kind of in a bad so way. Fascinating! Yeah. Wow. Yes, but what you you're stunned by what you didn't know you didn't know. But anyway, we yeah. will be back Sunday night with Injustice in Oklahoma. Tanya Hathaway, me and John, we back Monday night. Tuesday, I don't know what in the world we are doing, but I think another Tanya show. Wednesday, we'll pick up the hospice show we had to cancel because we lost power here and Internet over a two-day period multiple times. So anyway, but we'll get everything caught up. 
<laughs> thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Tremendous audience. And Peggy, thank you for taking time to be with us. Cause Anytime. I don't know what thank I'd you, do Peggy. without you. Thank yeah. you. Bye. And, um, oh, we'll, we'll talk to you all later. Everybody have a good evening. And we'll talk. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Good thank night, you. honey. Good night. Good night. Yeah.